So hello, hello and welcome to Swing Smarter Monthly Newsletter. This is your host, Joey Myers of HittingPerformanceLab.com. And today I have the honor of uh, being on a call with one of my good buddies over the years. We've been, we've been talking hitting. We've talked all kinds of different things. We once had a three-hour phone call that I had hopefully was trying to record, and it didn't record. So it was a very good conversation that only I got to hear and benefit from the information from Mr. Aaron Miles. So uh, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you for having me. It's been a while, um, and this is the perfect setting. You know, the things that are going on in the world right now, nothing, nobody's missing out on anything else, so let's talk hitting. <laughs> and that's a great transition into my first question. So what do you think? What do you think, coming from a player's perspective, even coach, because you were coaching an indie team for a little bit there, what, what do you think the best approach for current players uh, and maybe even you can touch on for coaches as well, but definitely players in dealing with this COVID layoff, like to, to return at the top of their game. What, what would be your advice in that? Well, well, there's a multitude of things that can get in the way of what you can best do to be best prepared. Obviously, the best thing you can do is find a, find, as, as a hitter, find a batting cage that you can hit. The great thing about baseball is, is, a lot of these things are done alone anyways. Right. On yourself, if you're a good player, most likely you've spent plenty of time alone on a baseball field or with maybe your dad or somebody else hitting you grounders or pitching to you. So we can still do that. Uh, I think one of the, the main things, which is something that I like to implement all the time anyways in regular training, is getting into some sort of a batting cage where you're seeing significant speed. Um, and it doesn't have to be the, no, the number one thing, the main thing, but you have to see that ball speed. You can't just hit flips. You can't just take, you know, 40-mile-an-hour, 50-mile-an-hour BP from the guy short. Get into a batting cage where there's, if it's 50 feet, something's throwing 65 miles an hour better. You know, if it's a little further, you know, sit, you know, then you you got to hit something with some speed. So when you get back to a game situation, you you it's not as a big deal to you. That is a great point, Aaron, and that's one yeah. in our three-hour conversation. One of the gems that came out of that conversation that was locked yeah. uh, just me uh, listening to, from you. So yeah. go back to that time where you, I think you were struggling, and I can't remember who you said you were playing for at the time. I don't know if it was St. Louis when you were playing with pool holes. Uh, but you, you, I think you were struggling a little bit, and you went out, cranked the pitching machine up out on the field to throw like 100-plus miles an hour, and you were bunning. I think maybe you didn't put down a bun or two or something happened where the next day it drove you to go out and see about 200 pitches at 100 miles an hour and trying to bun them down and just discuss that, the circumstances of that, and then what that ended up leading to after that. Well, there's, there's, let's talk about the story first that you're mentioning and then yeah. some of the training things that I learned from it but and, and implemented. But for the first part, I, yeah, I was not hitting the ball well, and I absolutely, I didn't get it bunt down. The reason I, it wasn't because I said, hey, I want to show up and bunt a bunch. I didn't get a bunt down in the game. And as a rookie, you know, you can get that scolding and like, hey, you're going to bunt for the next two days before everybody shows up and you're going to bunt 100 balls every day for the next three days. And that was with St. So, Louis, right? Was that it, St. Louis? No, actually, that was earlier in my career with Colorado when Colorado. I was a rookie. Got it. You know, luckily it didn't happen in St. Louis because <laughs> I was... 
I had worked those kinks out of my game. <laughs> uh, anyways, I didn't get a blank down. I got to show up, do that. So after three days of literally 300 pitches, and they had the hack attack machine, the very good one, pumped up all the way. It's probably throwing 85. It's a little bit closer. They're using good baseballs, so it's safe. The balls aren't running, and, you know, it's safe. I'm bunt. After three days of seeing 100 pitches in a row of that and bunting them, my eye was locked in, and what I really figured out what happened is my eyeballs had really just got locked into what was a pitch right down the middle. <laughs> you know, you sometimes, I mean, you know what it is, you know what it is, but sometimes your brain just gets a little bit of skewed of seeing it, recognizing it, and going, yeah, baby, that's it. Right. You know, and then I just got a, a dose of it, a, a, a you know, big-time dose of it at that top-notch speed, that 85-mile-an-hour speed. Boom, I went on for the next three weeks to hit, like, 400 <laughs> and got my batting average back up to 300. And, you know, I, it, I was uh, sticking around and in the lineup ever since, you know. Yeah, that's a big question that I get with, with my hitters <laughs> that I work with is what happens when I have some that are – Junior seniors in high school, they're playing a lot of showcase and travel ball outside of California because Governor Nuisance is not allowing baseball to be played in the state, so they're going outside the state to play. So they're seeing a lot of good competition. They're seeing a lot of pitchers that are, for some guys, 85 is super fast. And, and others, I got one who's actually a cousin on my wife's side. He's, he's got a good, he's a good prospect this, this next season, this next, next draft season to be drafted in the 20 rounds or whatever that they're going to be doing this next time around. Uh, in the 5 to 15 round range and he's seen pitchers that are throwing 90 plus I think he saw one that was 90 he saw actually one I've actually I don't know if he hit off the one that was 100 but he saw one that was 96 95 96 so the question is always asked well how do I how do I how am I able to hit that and I just I always come back to your story of just crank it up faster than what you would normally see and see that about 300 times and uh, <laughs> you're going to be a lot better for it when you see the, the really high plus average velocity. Uh, absolutely. And, and you know, in today's day and age where, you know, if you were to be, if, you know, 25 years ago, you were to look at the way a lot of guys are swinging it, you'd be like, well, God, that, these guys are swinging like softball players, you know? <laughs> Well, softball players learn how to hit a ball pretty far. <laughs> you know, these guys, you know, we're all seeing these guys, you know, swing with the most authority the most of the time. Power is of most importance. And to do that and just, especially when you haven't been playing, all of a sudden make that happen against 95 <laughs> And when, especially when you're young, when you don't have, you know, a five-year or ten-year built-up of faith in it <laughs> to go do it, you better get onto something. I used to, in my batting case, I would even go up and beyond it. I would be hitting something that was coming out of the machine probably at around a 70 to 75 mile-an-hour range, close to 80. Mm -hmm. And I would get as close as I possibly could and hit it. Interesting. And so, you know, and there's a YouTube video of a guy doing it, and he's like, oh, I'm hitting the ball that's equivalent to 200 miles an hour. Well, the, <laughs> you know, the easy thing is when you're that close, you know it's pretty much going to be in the same area. <laughs> <laughs> there's not, you're not spitting on a, you know, slider in the dirt at that right, point. Right, right. 
Uh, um, so it doesn't really give you, but it does train your brain to see it and boom and make that little tiny adjustment and really challenge your brain and your uh, hands to get to the the extent of what is possible on on recognizing it and hitting a speech. And the the more you can do that, manipulate it and do that, you'll be easier. You'll make 95 like it used to be 85. Right. And I, I actually heard a story about Bonds that he used to do something similar. He would crank the machine up and he'd hit from 50 feet or 60 feet. And then he would, after every swing, he would take a step forward. And not only that, his BT pitcher would be throwing harder than everybody else and would be closer. Mm. And he would do that, and he wouldn't always do it, but he did it a lot. It wasn't, he would do it pretty much, especially when he'd do a, an early BP. Mm -hmm. But, you know, guys always have their guys that they like the best, and that guy was always somebody who's throwing harder. And, you know, and probably makes, facing somebody throwing plus velocity, I'm sure he, that's what he's doing that day. Yeah, and just swing maintenance throughout the season. They all throwing hard now, so yeah. Right. <laughs> Back in the day, that would have been more of a thing. I don't want to do it more now because I'm facing J.R. Richards. You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> I went. I went way back on that one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? Uh, what two? What, what do you think two mission critical hitting skills are in today's game? You did mention I was. I was. You were doing another transition, and I got a little off track. Yeah. But uh, you did mention about the launch. You know, you didn't call it launch angle, but these guys that are swinging for the dingers and doubles and things like that. What do you feel like is being lost on the game? Uh, maybe that's it, and you can go into that. Uh, or what What are the two mission-critical, one or two mission-critical hitting skills that you think are that need to be really reinforced in today's game? Well, um, first off, I want to say that the, the hitters today are, they are better than the hitters before. Mm -hmm. Because they have more training, they have more people that have dedicated their lives to understanding the swing and making uh, the knowledge of hitting is growing and growing as it should. I mean, you know, no one's winning the gold medal in, in the 100 meter with a, a 10 flat anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So it's for people to say, oh, they can't do this, they're not as good. They're completely capable. They're just, that's just not what they're trying to do. Some of the things that was good back then. Now, okay, the fact that you can shorten up, and if you pride yourself on trying to hit 400, you're not going to probably be able to drive the ball as deep or whatever because you're trying to not strike out as much and you're trying to go for hitting the ball hard, 85% of the time as opposed to 60% of the time with more homers than you understand what I'm getting yep. at. Mm -hmm. So it might be hard. It's just a give and take. It's like a spectrum. You know what I mean? Right. So the, the player that has the possibility to, like a Wade Boggs or Tony Gwynn style guy, that guy is gone. Therefore, some of those drills that they would do are disappearing. Right. And the thing is, is their skill set is still so amazingly important in winning a baseball game and being a complete hitter. Right. 
and, and so, but, but at, at the same time, we need to we need to try to be the most productive hitter that today and that in today's day and age it says hit for power and try to hit for power. That being said, I do think that some of the the little things that don't try to be somebody that doesn't strike out. Try to be somebody that says. I want to learn how to maybe make that decision later, not just later because I'm seeing it better, later because I'm going to make my swing shorter sometimes or have the ability to make it shorter sometimes. So I don't strike out, so I do put the ball in place, so I do give the other guy a chance, or so I do make hit that run in against that pitcher that strikes most everybody out anyway. So some of these things that show up in a swing that maybe aren't showing up, and it started 10 years ago, mm-hmm. but maybe more, and now it's showing up at the big league level because, and it's showing up, and it, I, I'm not saying this is bad, I'm not saying this is good, but today's hitter has less of a chance of getting a two-strike hit with a guy on second than a hitter than a hitter a couple, maybe a decade ago Mm -hmm. or two decades ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, some of that is also has to do with what the umpires gave the pitcher (laughs) back then, (laughs) what they don't now, what they do. I really, you know, pitching is different now too at the big league level uh, than it was a couple years ago because of what they call, what the hitters are trying to do, what everybody's, what guys throw the ball immensely. My biggest thing is, is, even though some of those old things are still taught to young hitters to be short and to be able to not strike out, they both need to be taught, and the hitter and the instructor need to understand that they're, you're getting towards something that is going to be the best, and you have to build it with these parts, you can't just always go for power. You can't just you can't just shorten up way too much because some kid can't figure it out. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you try to do that as a hitting coach. Say this kid can only handle this. This kid can only handle this. Um, and you know, for my, I want to teach the kid to be a complete hitter. Joey Votto kind of had this thing said it best. You see these guys that are having these amazing swings, hitting all these home runs. You don't realize that they learned a progression to learn how to hit, and they can do all the crazy little things as well. That's starting to disappear a little bit at the high level. I agree. Yeah, yeah. that was a great talk that he had. It was probably Diamond Demos or something, and he was yeah. saying how he was being modest, uh, Joey Votto, but he was talking about Miguel Cabrera or Mike Trout. If you tell, told either one of those guys to hit a one-hopper to the second baseman, they could do it. If you want, if you told them to, to one-hop one the fence in, in right center field, they could do it. If you told them to hit a pop fly to the third baseman, they could do it. You know, yeah. maybe a batting practice uh, type of scenario. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but their but their barrel control is so good, and you know we talk about controlling the verticals, which we instead of saying launch call it launch angles, we call them verticals because some coaches don't like launch angle of the term, uh, which really doesn't doesn't make sense because it's just uh, just talks about what the angle of the ball is coming off the bat. Uh, but the other is controlling verticals and horizontals, so line to line approach. And I, I after that Joy Votto talk, it really got me to think about what hitting really is and 
it isn't just launch angles, but also to be able to control the line-to-line -line game as well. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. You, your focus, which is, I believe, the right focus, is to, to teach the hitter the proper mechanics that he can get the most out of his swing completely. Mm -hmm. Now, given that he needs to apply that to a game, right? Right? Because we've all had the kid, well, he's came to you three times and he hasn't got a hit yet. <laughs> I don't think we're coming back. Well, sorry. I don't mean to sound, I sound like a woman. I don't mean to say that. I sound like a guy, too. Um, uh, it, it, so, you know, there's all that that's involved in, you know, teaching some of these younger hitters. Um, but the, the, the hitters, they can do many, 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 many things with the, the, the baseball. And they've done it throughout their progression in, in life. And, that, and that's kind of the thing that I think, you know, you want to get to is, is you want to get to a point as a hitter where you know yourself and you can shoot for more or come back a little bit. And because we, we don't all, we're always maturing, getting stronger, lifting. We're, we're, you know, becoming adults as young hitters. And even professional guys become stronger. So you're always changing a little bit because you should until you get to a certain age, right? Yep. And so there's always this, maybe I can do that now. I had a kid the other day, I felt like his back elbow was just too pointed down, mm -hmm. right? And he's missing a little bit of this torque. And he's so talented, I know he can get it, right? Mm -hmm. But I got to tell him, look, you have to do this at your progression because you still want to go and get hits in the game. But... You're not getting, I didn't become the best hitter I did without fooling around and tinkering and saying, oh, this is better, that's better. Right. And you, you know, every hitter is his own guy to say, I'm ready to do this now in a game. I'm tinkering with it. I'm getting it. But I'm going to look at a hitter and say, you're not getting the most out of it. Here's this is you could probably do it. And you know what? It may be better for him. It may not. But eventually he may figure it out and he will be because that's what the best power hitters are looking like. Right. I mean, you know, I could look at Matt Carpenter and I think his back elbow looks kind of down a little bit. If he got it up a little more, he'd have more pop. But he, the way he feels it, he's probably got it in a comfortable position and he's going for what he's going for. And it looks like it's down more, but I guarantee you it's still in a really good position. You know, not everybody gets Javi Baez's torque or <laughs> Gary Sheffield's or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We can't all get it. We don't all, but it's fun to get as close to those guys as you can because they're doing something that is like Sheffield and Bonds, I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, what's, and what's interesting about that back elbow is, and I was always 100%, most, uh, most of my hitters at the time, I was telling them to get it up. And it's not get it up like Matt's dad out in, out in the 10U Little League Park uh, that doesn't know anything about baseball. Johnny's dad that's saying, get the back elbow up, back elbow up. You know, we use the back elbow to steer the shoulders down, downhill, all the way to your landing position, right? 
So Absolutely. I've, I've diverged away from making all my hitters do that because I find that some just don't have a sense of the down shoulder, so they'll raise the elbow, but it causes some other things to, to break. So yeah. you're talking about Carpenter with that elbow more down. As long as he's getting his shoulders down, I'm, I'm good with that. Like, think about Stan Musial. I think Stan Musial uh, had, a, had a down elbow, back elbow. Yeah. But his shoulders were down. Like, he, he made sure yeah. landing, his shoulders were down, and he'd shown his numbers, all that good stuff. That, that's the key. Right. Absolutely. Right. 100%. Yeah, so I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, I agree with you, trying to get all that, which uh, I always love listening to you guys that played at a high level on the adjustments that you make. I don't know if if it's a conscious thing that you guys are doing or an unconscious thing, but thinking about guys like you, guys like Trout, you know, different guys that play, and we try and stress it to my local hitters is, or and online, is you have to make adjustments. Depending on what the ball does, you have to make adjustments on the fly all the time. So if you hit a ball in the air, you pop, you pop out to the second baseman, there should be a swing adjustment, and I'm not talking about mechanics, but just external cue, right? So maybe the next one you try and get on top of, you try and hit a ground ball. Um, so talk about, I mean, I don't know, do you guys do that consciously or unconsciously, or is it just, is it? I'm going to, I'm going to say what is, and, and I'll probably go too long, but <laughs> stop me. But so, um, as, as far as like, you knowing your swing and, and making adjustments, let's just, when you get to the, when you just start at a young age, you know, when I your dad throws you a ball. He said, oh, you hit a grounder. You hit a pop-up. Hit line drive, son. Right? Right. And then you kind of figure out how to hit a line drive pretty good. But then, oh, that ball was out, and you rolled over to the shortstop. That ball was in, you hit a foul. And then all of a sudden you figure out, oh, I got a, the contact points. And now all of a sudden you can hit a line drive on any pitch that's kind of everywhere. Right. You're becoming a better hitter because you're figuring out contact points and where to put the sweet spot of the bat on the ball to where it leaves the trajectory from it. So that is the essence of hitting completely. <laughs> you do not need more than that, really. You, you have analyzed the swing completely to figure out what the greatest hitters have done, mm -hmm. which they're doing the exact same thing in their brain is what I'm talking about. Right. And they're doing exactly everything that you're saying with, you know, putting their body in the situation to get the most torque and the most bat speed. And, but the main still thing is get ready to hit, to apply a blow, and see it and apply the proper blow. <laughs> and and, and, and the, the bottom line is, hey, man, we love it when Canseco used to swing and miss. <laughs> We're like, oh man, and it was like, oh god, and you know. But how about when that was when he had no strikes and he swung at a slider in the dirt? And he looked like he was swinging a fastball. <laughs> what about when he shortens up and he just says, "I'm gonna just make contact," mm -hmm. and then boom, hands to the ball. Right now, you know it's. Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams, those guys didn't have video. They didn't have things to tell, you need to look like this, you need to look like this. They just went and said, I'm going to hit 
you're going to throw me 50 pitches, I'm going to hit 47 line drives. Right. And if you just do that, you're, you can't do that without doing a lot of things right. Right. Now, you may not have a whole lot of power. You have figured out how to do it and not have a whole lot of power. Guess what? Joey Myers, you're going to, you, you've already proven you have a brain to figure out <laughs> something to repeat it. Right. Let me teach you how to hit the ball further. Yeah. <laughs> and harder. So, yes, I go to you, boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. I do that, but yet it always comes back down to, do I have that feeling where any pitch I can, when I get the timing down, boom, the line drives are coming. And those adjustments, they everything comes back to that. Right. Everything comes back to that. And that's how, you know, it, you wouldn't know what a good hitter was without that thing. You know, right. without, you know, we could look at Ted Williams now and go, oh, look, he does this, he does this. Nobody had video to show him. We know from doing that because if you have the right approach in your head, hit through the baseball, make contact so I'm not sticking my butt out or whatever, you will stick your butt out in a game or this when you're off, and that's just hitting because the thing that should be in your head when you're hitting PP, how you get to where you can hit nine line drives, you think sweet spot of the bat, on the baseball, through the baseball. That's it. Right. And and when you don't hit it on the sweet spot, you go, oh, I didn't make the adjustment to do it, and then magic happens. Right. <laughs> you know, and then you learn how to get more into it and whatever. And so... That's what I. That's my thing about making adjustments. It all comes back to that. All kind of experimenting, all that. Well, hey, dude, I want to be res respectful of your time. As as you can listen to those listening, you could tell that we just got Aaron all warm, warmed up. He is. This is <laughs> this is how we go three hour conversations. Is because he just warmed up right now. You could tell by the energy in his voice and everything. So I I wish we could do that today, but we'll do a part two, part three, part four, or whatever. And we'll we'll play off of this. But Aaron, where can we find you? Are you pretty active on the on the social medias right now? Not not too much. I mean, you know, if somebody really wants to pick my brain and everything about something, I got to email Aaron Miles Seven at gmail dot com. That's A A R O N M I L E S at the number seven at seven uh, at g or at seven gmail dot com or. So Aaron Miles seven at Aaron Miles seven at gmail dot com. I gotcha. And um, yeah, I uh, you know I do lessons if you're in the bay if you're in the bay area. Mm -hmm. um, but you know that's with what's going on right now. There's a lot of there's a lot of issues you going on. You guys are on that. lockdown up there. I know. It sucks. Yeah, we've got the fires going on too, and yeah, you know, they're going on in L.A. and everything too. So yeah, you guys, um, you guys stay safe out there. And and I think what I'll do is I'm going to email you. I have a, a link to one of the pages on my sites that for people that will search in Google hitting instructor near me or something like that. So okay. my page shows up on the, on the top 10 search results on that. I think it's actually the, the four or whatever. So people can go on, on that page. I have a link they can click and it'll bring up a spreadsheet of all the hitting instructors that teach based on the, the system that we talk about. So okay. uh, I'll uh, I'll email that over to you, and you can put your name in there because I know I, I do get quite a few inquiries. And so for people that don't find that page on their own, they ask me. I just send them that page. So we'll get you we'll get you on there so that people can, if they're you know Bay Area, they're looking for somebody 
that teaches this stuff and they can find you and reach out. Well, that's cool. There's a lot of people out here. And, you know, one of the things that's good is, you know, the individual lesson hitting is one of the only things that's going on right now as far as baseball, you know, training is concerned as far as, you know. I know there's a couple of travel ball teams playing and, and some high school, you know, teams, and they got to do everything they got to do and be safe. So prohibition baseball uh, in California. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't envy, and I don't know if you do, but I don't envy the the poor athletes, young athletes right now. Could you imagine being in the big leagues right now with the sixty game college season and all the all the prop, propaganda, political propaganda that's going on? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, that is. Um, you know, it, it's a it's a tough go around everything. Yeah. Um, the ones I feel for the most, you know, the guys that, you know, the end of their career, they're trying to get one more paycheck. Um, yeah. You know, maybe didn't. Um, and that that guy that you know that the guy that was a fringe double A triple A player who they think is an organizational player who was about to have the best year of his career. Yeah. And all of a sudden, shake that organizational player tag and become a prospect. You know that guy that figured it out maybe at the end of last year who worked hard and was ready, or that every guy in junior college, even college, mm -hmm. high school that worked. They wanted to, because I was one of those guys that, you know, went from, eh, to, oh, look at this, oh, he's a small kid, he's so good, wow, he keeps, like, I had to keep proving it. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're a big-time prospect from the eyes, you know, the eye test, you're okay. Yeah. If you're somebody who has to go out and show where, you know, that's where it's tough. Yeah. And, and you know... Good luck to those guys because they need a season to prove it, and and that that's the beauty of this game is you don't have to be one of those guys that is just passes the eye test. The guy that doesn't pass the eye test can still do it in this game. Right? Yeah. Thanks to metrics and all that good stuff. Yeah, I mean, just doing it. I mean, you know, you hit you hit four fifty in every league you ever play in. Guess what? Uh, you'll you'll find a league you'll find a league good enough to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. All right, brother. Well, I'll let you go. Uh, you, you, you guys stay safe up there up north. I know it's crazy. We're getting the smoke from you guys in L.A. We're sandwiched in the middle of you two. So uh, just just be safe out there, man. Don't, uh, you know, if they tell you guys you got to evacuate, make sure you guys evacuate. You too. You too. <laughs> All right, and, brother. Uh, Keep looking at them hitters, man. I know you too. Well, hey, uh, too. I will. Right. I will get all this stuff over to you, and then uh, we'll stay. In, we'll stay a little bit closer connected, and maybe do a part two, part three. Absolutely. Thank you, Joey. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Okay. All right, bye. Bye. -bye.